48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. Former President Yang Jimin, who led the nation at a time of unprecedented change, died at the age of 96. The chief executive led local tributes to Mr Jiang, highlighting his role in Hong Kong's return to the motherland. And the security chief says recent protests in the SAR are comparable to what he described as a colour revolution undermining national security. Former President Jiang Zemin has died at the age of 96. He passed away in Shanghai shortly after noon today from leukaemia and multiple organ failure. Mr Jiang served as head of state from 1993 to 2003, during which China saw huge economic and social changes. Wendy Wong reports. Jiang Zemin was born in 1926 in Yangzhou City in Jiangsu province. He worked in various government posts before becoming the mayor of Shanghai in 1985. In the aftermath of the 1989 student protests, he was appointed general secretary of the Communist Party, replacing Zhao Ziyang. Mr. Jiang became the chairman of the Central Military Commission several months later and the president in 1993. As the head of the third generation of Chinese leaders, he continued efforts to further open up China's economy, oversaw the return of Hong Kong to the motherland, and improved the country's relations with the international community. His political philosophy, known as the Three Represents, was enshrined in the party constitution. In 2002, Mr Jiang retired from the Politburo Standing Committee to make way for the next generation of leaders headed by Hu Jintao. Locally, the chief executive, John Lee, has led tributes to the late leader, saying Mr Jiang broke new ground for the country's reform and opening up. Joanne Wong has more details. In a statement, the CE said Mr. Jiang made a massive contribution to the nation and also to the smooth return of Hong Kong and Macau to the motherland. He said he extended his deepest condolences to President Jiang's family on behalf of the SAR. The vice chairman of the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference, Si Wai Leung, said Hong Kong had overcome various difficulties under Mr. Jiang's personal care and instructions. Writing on social media, the former chief executive said Mr. Jiang had continued to care about and support Hong Kong's economic development, long-term prosperity and stability. Hong Kong's sole delegate to the National People's Congress Standing Committee, Tam Yu-chung, recalled one of Mr. Jiang's visits to Hong Kong, during which the late president received a warm reception from people during a spontaneous visit to a shopping mall. Mr. Tam described Mr. Jiang as an easygoing leader who had made huge contributions to the nation. Another delegate to the CPPCC, Henry Tang, praised Mr. Jiang's outstanding leadership on the international political stage. The Executive Council convener, Regina Epps, said Mr. Jiang played a significant role in the SAR's development. He wrote the epitome. Tomorrow will be better for Hong Kong. I think he was passionate about one country, two systems, and fully committed to Hong Kong's well-being. So I learned the news of his passing away with considerable sadness. The security minister, Chris Tang, has compared protests in Hong Kong commemorating the victims of the Urum Kwai fire to, as he put it, a colour revolution that threatens national security. He was referring to gatherings on several university campuses and in central and Yamatai. Mr Tang says some of these protests were highly organised and used what he called anti-China social media. He said some slogans may violate the national security law because they involve the words revolution, autocracy and urging the leader to step down. 
in the past few days, what we have observed that happened uh, inside the universities and on the street corners, we observed that there are people using this opportunity to incite against the central government. And we can see some of the familiar faces that they are actively participating in the illegal act in 2019. A look at the weather. Cloudy with a few rain patches. It will be rather cool tomorrow morning. Temperatures in the urban areas will range between 14 and 19 degrees tomorrow and it will be a couple of degrees cooler in the new territories. You'll see moderate to fresh north to northeasterly winds. They will be occasionally strong offshore. As for the outlook, it will still be rather cool on Friday, but the temperatures will rise progressively over the weekend. Temperature just now 19 degrees, humidity 75%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The Transport Secretary lawmaker Frankie Yick has confirmed that the government is planning to lower the toll for the Western Harbour crossing while rising the cost of using tunnels in Hong Kong and Quarry Bay. Sources say the Western crossing toll will fall from $75 to 60 for private vehicles, while tolls at the other two tunnels will go up to $30. Mr Yick says that the government is holding off on an earlier proposal to introduce congestion charges for the tunnels at a time when the local economy is weak. Instead, it will make the most of the Western Tunnel's return to public ownership. That's why we come up with the idea of, uh, by making use of, the, uh, taking back the Western Harbour Crossing by next August next year, they want to make use of this opportunity to introduce a new toll scheme, and hopefully by reducing the gap between the uh, three tunnels, that will achieve some sort of traffic diversion, and which I believe will have some sort of impact, but should not be significant. Roundtable lawmaker Michael Tien backed the idea of standardising tolls for taxis at $25 at all three tunnels. However, he says the changes won't achieve much. I don't believe that this small incremental change will substantially affect drivers' behaviour. So it is well possible that a year from now we are looking at the same traffic pattern with Hong Kong facing huge traffic jam and the Western Tunnel still having extra capacity. You need to at least bring it to 50, 35, 35, so that you can at least have some kind of driver response. Health authorities say plans are in place to relieve pressure on public hospitals this winter as Hong Kong battles both COVID-19 and the flu. The hospital authority says it has already distributed almost $800 million for preparations, including adding beds and bringing in extra staff. Maria Leung, Chief of the Service of the Authority's Family Medicine Department, says the resumption of travel could mean a more severe flu season. Now we've been planning to travel around and in fact some have already been travelling and when they come back they could probably bring back some um, influenza viruses. And so based on this uh, observation we can probably predict that uh, the influenza activity uh, could be higher than last year or even the year before. But exactly how severe it is, uh, we cannot predict at the moment. A student shot by a policeman during the social unrest in 2019 has been sentenced to six years in prison. Aaron Tam has the details. Chow Pak Kwan, who lost a kidney and part of his liver after being shot in Saiwan Ho in November 2019, was earlier found guilty of attempting to steal the policeman's gun, obstructing an officer and trying to escape from custody. At the district court, co-defendant Wu Zikin was also given six years behind bars for obstructing the police and trying to take the officer's gun. 
In sentencing, Judge Adriana Noel Te Ching said the pair showed no remorse and they only had themselves to blame for the injuries they suffered. The High Court has rejected an appeal by a university student against his five-year prison term for inciting succession via a telegram channel. Maggie Ho reports. Loi Sai Yu was jailed in April after he pleaded guilty to the national security offence. The trial judge adopted a starting point of five years and six months and reduced the term because of Loi's guilty plea. In an appeal against the sentence, Loi's lawyer said the trial judge had erred in categorizing Loi's crime as serious and failing to give a one-third discount to the prison term because of Loi's admission of guilt. But the Court of Appeals said the trial judge had correctly classified the case, noting also that the national security law states that offenses of a serious nature call for a prison sentence of between five and ten years. The three-judge panel also ruled that a guilty plea is not a mitigating factor that can be applied under the national security law to reduce a prison term below the mandatory minimum of five years. The fund used to defend Hong Kong's dollar peg has posted its biggest ever nine-month investment loss. The Monetary Authority said the exchange fund was in the red by $265 billion for the first three quarters of the year, losing $100 billion in the third quarter alone. Stock, bond and foreign exchange portfolios all recorded losses. Eddie Yu is the HKMA's chief executive. We might see a slight decrease in our overall losses for 2022. But because for this year as a whole up to now, both the equity market and the bond market, even with the rebound, has experienced a, a, a decrease of more than 10%. And U.S. dollar remains strong, so you know, the, the chances of having a substantial loss for this year will still be there. As for next year, it's very hard to say because the investment environment remains very uncertain and challenging. Overseas, a major trial of an experimental dementia drug has shown for the first time that the progression of early-stage Alzheimer's disease can be slowed down. Nearly 2,000 people took part in the trial. Researchers found that Lecanmab slowed the cognitive decline in early-stage Alzheimer's by about a quarter. Cheryl Esmond's husband, David, has an early form of Alzheimer's and has been receiving Lecanemab for two and a half years. We've lived every day with hope, hope for ourselves, but also hope for the future generations. We honestly didn't expect that there would be such positive results that are coming through at the moment. But also we're realistic. This isn't a cure, a wonder drug, but at least one drug company now believes that they understand they're on the right road. David's still able to do a lot of things. There has been deterioration, but of course, hopefully not as fast as there would have been. The Australian Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, has called on the United States to drop its case against the WikiLeaks founder, Julian Assange. He is wanted by Washington over the leaking of documents related to the Iraq and Afghanistan wars and has remained in prison in London since his arrest in 2019. Mr Albanese was responding to questions in Parliament. I don't have sympathy for Mr Assange's actions on a whole range of matters. But having said that, uh, you have to reach a point uh, whereby what is the point of this continuing, this legal action, uh, which could be caught up now for many years uh, into the future. The head of the European Commission has proposed setting up a special tribunal to try crimes carried out by Russia in Ukraine and has outlined plans to use frozen Russian funds to rebuild the country. Ursula von der Leyen was speaking in Brussels.
Russia must pay for its horrific crimes, including for its crime of aggression against a sovereign state. And this is why, while continuing to support the International Criminal Court, we are proposing to set up a specialized court backed by the United Nations to investigate and prosecute Russia's crime of aggression. To sport and tonight's games in the final round of World Cup group matches get underway at the top of the hour in Qatar with the other three Group D teams retaining some hope of following holders France into the knockout stages. Australia need only a draw against Denmark who must win to have a chance. A few moments ago the score was nil-nil. Tunisia must beat France to have any hope, the score there also nil-nil. Later, Group C leaders Poland face second-place Argentina, while Saudi Arabia play Mexico. All four teams still have a chance of progressing. The former Argentina defender Pablo Zabaleta says he's excited by the prospect of Robert Lewandowski going up against Lionel Messi and his team. Two of the greatest players of uh, this generation facing each other in a crucial game for both teams. The good thing for Argentina still depend on them, you know. Um, if they are able to, to put in a good performance and to get the three points, that would be brilliant. But to do that, they, they need to play well. In cricket, England bowler James Anderson says the team may have to be creative to win the first test against Pakistan in Rawalpindi starting tomorrow. The home side haven't lost any of the four matches played there since te test cricket returned to Pakistan after more than a decade's break following the attack on the Sri Lanka team bus in 2009. The Rawalpindi match will be England's first test in Pakistan for 17 years. Anderson is aware of the significance. We've had a, an amazing welcome. All the guys are really excited to be back here. Even you know the guys that weren't here 17 years ago understand how big a, a tour this is in, in terms of world cricket, not just uh, the two teams that are here. So, yeah, we're delighted to be here and excited to get going. Finally, World Heritage status has been awarded to one of France's most famous symbols, the baguette. It's been at the heart of French culinary culture for more than a century. Dominique Anracht is president of the French Bakers' Confederation. The baguette is a living heritage which follows us through life. When a baby is teething, his parents give him the tip of a baguette to chew on. When a child grows up, the first errand they carry out on their own is to go and buy a baguette at the boulangerie. And for our eldest, buying a baguette at the boulangerie is sometimes their only daily social contact. A reminder of our top stories tonight. Former President Yang Zemin dies at the age of 96. The chief executive leads local tributes to Mr Jiang, highlighting his role in Hong Kong's return to the motherland. And the security chief says recent protests in the SAR are comparable to what he described as a colour revolution undermining national security. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you 
my dear, at twilight time. And to one and all, a very good evening. Thanks for sticking around and tuning into Twilight Time. 45 minutes of music from a bygone era. If you'd like a song, it's Radio Pete at Gmail. Just send over an email so I can find it for you. And the one to start us off tonight is a great track from none other than Blossom Deary called Bounce Swell. Visit the club 
got as far as the door They'd have asked me about you Don't get around much anymore 